This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Weekly, another week has gone by, and we've got a whole bunch to share with you on the program. Uh, let's go to Tony. Wink, Tony, you uh, obviously back from Mexico as you were last week as well, but uh, we've uh, put together a pretty decent show for our listeners. Yeah, we're going to talk to Chris Parrish in hour number two, as well as Grant Baylor mm. and uh, Steve Wise. He's got a bit of bad news. What's going on, with Steve? He he only comes on when there's bad news. No, no, no. Like. You got to remember, Steve is very religious, and um, this was a very close friend of his, somebody he admired very much. And uh, Steve wanted to uh, come on and talk a bit about him. And uh, so Steve will be uh, sharing with us um, uh, the, the, the passing of Eric Gabor. So uh, it'll be an interesting interview, uh, and it's always good to have a legendary Honda racer like Steve Wise on the program. For sure. Um, also, Corey West is going to be on. Who's, um, he just come off of uh, third overall behind Hayden Gillum and J.D. Beach at, uh, in the Supersport Class at VIR out in Virginia International nice. Raceway, which you and I have been to. You bet. And uh, our first guest is Taylor Robert, who's uh, we have him on from time to time. He's he's out on the West Coast, and uh, he just got done um, with the Heron Hound National, run by the Sugar Loafers. I like that. I like that band, the Sugar Loafers. They uh, had one hit in the seventies. <laughs> All right, uh, what this, was it? This is Pit Pass Radio. I'm Scott Casper. Tony Wink is here. Roman Avila, PJ Duran, back from Mexico as well. Uh, Ed Kulenkip in our studios in Advanced North Carolina. Our contributors include Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing this uh, particular edition of the show, and we thank them very much. Let's go to uh, a couple uh, breaking news items first. Let's go to P.J. Duran. P.J.? Well, the big news from Jerez in the MotoGP series was the three-way crash. Of course, Marquez uh, continued to dominate and did a pretty sweet finish line dance. But the Ducati team, unfortunately, took themselves, along with Danny Pedrosa, out. Uh, it was a three-way pileup. No one uh, walked away from it. Everyone went down. And in Moto America, Mr. Elias doubled again. Well, they did walk away. They walked away, but they, they didn't, didn't get to ride away, and they all put up goose eggs in the championship. Yep. Let's, yep. Go to, let's, go, let's go to Roman Avila. Roman, top uh, two stories for you. Top two stories, obviously, Supercross. Um Anderson, you know, the, uh, um, Jason, Anderson. big title Jason winner. Anderson, yep. Jason Anderson, uh, Zach Osborne and, you know, Plessinger, uh, locking it up. Um, also the biggest one probably, and most surprising was Cinturello having raced the torn ACL wins it again. Yeah. He hadn't won one since the year right. before, had he? No, exactly. Right. The same, he won the same race Vegas year before lost it by two this year. Same thing. Yep. Wins it, loses it by two, but now he's out for uh, outdoors with a torn ACL. So um, is is AC going to be? I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, we had so much hope for him and so much as an amateur coming up. You know, we thought he was going to just tear tear kill everybody. It. Yeah, he thought he was going to kill it, and he'll, and uh, he'll find he'll find his his lane. You know, the two fifty class is funny because it's it's changed over time. That we see older guys, and that Zach Osborne is not a kid. No, he's twenty nine. Right. So we're seeing older guys dominate the yeah. two fifty class, and it's you know it's uh, it's 
It, we could have a whole segment about it's that, crazy, I think. Yeah. And, we, and we probably will <laughs> about 8.40 tonight. So stick right, to good. that. Yeah, Write it deal. down. Make that a topic du jour, if you will. Uh, let's go to our very first guest. A bad start could not stop Taylor Robert from winning the Cherry Creek Hare and Hound race. He joins us now. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you for having me. Are we loving Cherry Creek or what? <laughs> yeah, Cherry Creek actually... Uh, it's actually a really cool place to go ride. If you ever want to go do uh, some recreational riding, they got a little bit of everything out there. What is it? Um, where is it at? In, in uh, it's in Utah, right? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half south of Salt Lake. Okay. Now the band, the Sugar Loafers, uh, put together the, uh, the the event. Right? It was Kenda SRT AMA Hare and Hound National Championship. And I tease, I tease. It's a motorcycle club, obviously, but um, uh, they do a pretty good job. I understand. Yeah, they do a they do a really good job. You know, they uh, we actually did two two races in there in a matter of three weeks because there was a hare and hound a couple weekends before up there, put on by the stage riders, and it's just it's really cool the terrain that they have to work with up there. So I I enjoy racing up there, and I'm glad we had a couple up there. I'd much rather do two in a row up there than in Lucerne, that's for sure. Do you do you recognize the trail when you're out there, or is it completely different? Uh, you know, so we did, um, two weeks ago, we did about a 90-mile course. This weekend, we did an 80-mile course. And of the, you know, 170 miles that we did, there was probably only about five miles of common course between the two. So wow. they did a pretty good job of mixing it up. And it was uh, your race, I think, you ended at 33, uh, two hours, 33 minutes, and 30 seconds. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. And that made you the clear winner? Well, what the hell were you thinking for the start? What what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I uh, I think I just get a little excited on the start. And um, <laughs> with, with our race bikes, if you even think about touching the throttle before that thing fires up, it just flames out, and then you have to basically let the fuel pump reset before it'll start o- start again. And um, I think I just get a little too too excited with the throttle there, and I just get on it a little too early, and uh, it makes my job a lot harder. So, Taylor, do you, when you guys have – I've seen this at the GNCCs. They have a line that they draw on their, their grip and their throttle housing, and they turn it back just to the right exact spot, and they start it like that. And the, and so that's the same every time. Do you do that, or is it just do you? Are you just like a real rookie at start somehow, <laughs> being a national champion, but somehow rookie. You, yeah, he's just a rookie starter. at the starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just a starter. No, do you guys do uh, that or not? No, honestly, on our on our bike, and even I would, have, I'm pretty sure Kayla's bike is the same, and all the Husky guys, everybody, um, you can't you can't turn the throttle at all before it fires up. So, I mean. It, we don't really have a line on our throttle tube or anything like that because it's literally you you have to have the, the throttle completely shut and hit the start switch and then once it fires up then you can start twisting it. Well, there was a Yamaha that I saw it on. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> once it fires up, you can hold it all the way to the stop and still go, but you just can't can't even can't even breathe on it before it starts up. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Don't don't even breathe. Yeah, don't breathe. All the sugar loafers, yeah. stand back. Get away from my <laughs> throttle. So what else is up? You're doing the you doing the work series? Have you you been hitting the uh have they had a sprint enduro yet? That's brand new. Yeah, um 
you know, I was supposed to do, they had three of those sprint enduros this year, and then I'm doing the whole regular sprint or uh, work series as well. Um, unfortunately, I've missed uh, a few of each due to some injury this year. So didn't get to do all of them, but had a blast at the one sprint enduro that I did get to do, and then the works races have, have been really good as well. All right, Taylor, you just let it out the bag. Injury, what kind of injury were we dealing with? Well, January 2nd, January 3rd, I made a small mistake on my own, but just slid out in a turn. My face landed on a rock, wearing a helmet, of course, but rock came, had a point on it, came through the helmet where my goggles are, broke my face. Your face? (laughs) Broke my my face. face. Like, are we talking the orbital socket, the whole bit? Uh, yeah, orbital socket down, um, it's called the Lafort one, which is part of your jaw underneath your nose. Mercy um, sakes. That sounds like it hurts. Ow. Yeah. Did you lose so, any teeth over it? No, I didn't. Honestly, that's the only thing that hurt though was my teeth. They were out of alignment. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, Did you have to get them adjusted? Yeah. Well, I thought that's all I was going to have to do. I went to a dentist cause I thought, I literally thought I just knocked my teeth out of place or just cut out of adjustment, I guess you could say. And I went to a dentist right away and he's like, I can't really do anything for you. Your teeth are perfectly fine. He goes, you need to see a, a facial trauma specialist. <laughs> so I went to one of those guys and they, I didn't know there was one like that. Boy, I wish you had a dollar for every time I heard that. Right. You need to see a facial trauma. What was it? Specialist. Specialist. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My grandma broke her um, coccyx at the sand dunes once. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Boy, and I thought I screwed so, up shows. Uh. Okay, so the sprint enduro, you have missed some, but the one that you did, you went to one, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was it? Did go. To, it was good. Honestly, it was so much fun. I I really enjoy that style of racing. It's he has it set up real similar to what you would see at ISD as far as how the tests are laid out. You know, they're they're fairly short in comparison to say a national enduro, you know, they're only, they have like a five minute cross test and then a eight, 10 minute enduro test. And, uh, it was just a blast. I, I really like that style of racing because you get to go out there, you get to walk the course, you know, it's pretty safe because you know exactly where you're going and you get to pick out lines and it's really, it's all about raw speed and line choice. Uh, Taylor, we, we've kind of seen this, I think with a few more of these guys lately, guys like yourself, top guys, and it kind of seems like there's a little bit more of a trend towards the sprint enduros. Is it because of the style of racing that that you guys get to do? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, everybody seems to enjoy that, that style of racing. It's cool because you're, you know, you're not out there in the, in the dust or in the trees or the mud or whatever for three hours just you know, beating yourself up. You you go out there and you, you lay it down as hard, you know, 110% as fast as you can go for five to 10 minutes. And then you get to take a break and BS with your buddies and, you know, you have a good time. And then you go out there and you do it again. Like hitting a local enduro. Yeah. Where you're not yeah. so serious and you can, you can stop and laugh at yourself or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it totally. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan Unfortunately, I'm stuck in the middle here. I'm not the Kenda full gas enduros are too far away. The work series is too far away, and there's really nobody 
in my my backyard that uh, by myself size myself that would put something like this on and um i'm kind of steering towards i just want to go ride instead of putting on all the races around here so but i i think it's cool and and, uh you know for me you go out there and you ride for two hours and it's not so bad now that i'm in such horrible shape because it's the entire time i'm just trying not to die you know like not like don't stroke out don't stroke out but when i'm in shape and i go he watches his heart rate real but i don't real hard he watches it when you can feel it in your neck the entire race you you and your Your chin strap your pulse pulse is like your helmet strap is like is there somebody on the back of your bike hanging on or (laughs) that's uh no monkeys on my back that's what you mean but uh (laughs) uh but but when you're when you're out there racing and you're feeling it and your mind can wander if you're out there for a long time so you know, if you're going off, like you said, raw speed, and you, and you have to blitz everything, and then you get a chance to collect yourself, and I, I totally get it. I think it'd be a lot of fun to to chase a series like that. I wish there was one locally. But I know this, the Works Sprint Enduros are not popular yet. I know they're, they're coming. They're going to build that crowd, hopefully. But it, like you said off air, the, the stuff out east, it was a slow build. And it's, uh, yeah. it's starting to get really popular. And, and J-Day... A little bit different format, but J Day is huge, man. That guy's John Day is blowing it up out out in the New England area. I mean, he's really got a lot of. So I think I think people are open minded to different formats rather than just a two hour or three hour race. Yeah, no, I think it. I would love to see it become a national series that was across the whole United States, and and you know whether it was a sprint enduro format or more of like a a world enduro format. I just think it'd be a really cool style of racing that everybody can enjoy. And it'd be cool to have a series, a nationwide series here in the United States where we can get, you know, the best of the East versus the West and, and, you know, the Midwest guys and just have a, a true nationwide series. Cause it seems like it's pretty segregated right now. And, you know, we, uh, we, we don't endorse segregation, by the way. <laughs> We're way far North for that. Way too far North. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest, uh, Taylor Robert, uh, outstanding weekend for him at the uh, Sugar Loafers Motorcycle Club race at the uh, Cherry Creek Hare and Hound. Nice job there. And um, right now, I think, Taylor, are you, are you third overall? Yeah, uh, I think so. I missed, I missed two races of that series because of a, another injury where a kid was going the wrong way on the motocross track, hit me head on and broke both my arms. I was going to say, I, I remember talking about that injury the last time we had you on. Which yeah. is odd. Seems so, like every time we have you on, you're broken something. Honestly, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, we, yeah. we should have him on when he's totally healthy. Yeah. Because right now he's probably <laughs> loopy on uh, on pain meds or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one no one ever laughs at that joke. Why would he got? Uh, <laughs> why would he got? <laughs> Kendall, Kendall Norman leads the series. Um, what's it going to take to beat him? Um. Some, some good luck on my part because I feel like I've only had bad luck. Okay. You know, honestly, I've, I've done three races so far this season. I've won all three of them. So I definitely have the speed to do it. It's right. just um, I can't I can't be missing races because of injuries. Okay, so that's the plan. Um, you guys write that down? Did you write it down? Yeah. All right. All right. Win races. Show up. Taylor, sponsors. Who do you want to thank, bud? The FMF Red Bull KTM team. They're awesome. I mean, obviously the best team in off-road right now. And then just I have, you know, some personal sponsors that have always been behind me, Charlie Designs, 100%, GoPro, USW Hydration, 
And, uh, yeah, just stoked to be out there racing again. All right, man. We appreciate you taking the time. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks for laughing at some of our weak jokes. <laughs> some of them. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> so, Taylor, be good. Head to the pits. Uh, we'll take it a commercial break. Uh, folks, we want to make sure you know what's going on around, uh, around your neck of the woods. Well, guess what? At Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, you can also find them online. They are having a big sale. And uh, and now that uh, PJ's back, he can tell us a little bit more about the sale. There are a bunch of rebates from a number of the OEMs on holdover machines, specifically KTM. There's a great one. So come on in, talk to anybody in our sales department about it. We'd love to get you hooked up. And you also offer financing, in-house financing, Absolutely, in-house financing through a number of vendors, uh, the sales department. You can apply online, make it real easy. You can uh, file your credit application online. According to their Facebook ads, powerful financing. Powerful financing. Sounds right. Anybody can get financing. Well, I'll tell you how. Every once in a while, we find somebody who can't, but they are the the exception, not the rule. When I uh, was buying the Raider, Bart came out said uh you want to buy that bike i said yeah he said i'll loan you the cash and he did it was amazing so big thanks to bart hicklin the good folks at hicklin power sports always changing out there you need to go in and see all the new looks and uh you'll find them in grimes Island. we're right off highway 141 or also online at hicklinpowersports.com stay tuned back after this get ready race fans because the ultimate nascar experience is about to hit the airwaves Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. <laughs> 